Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the penultimate episode of Westworld, Season 4, Episode 7, um, Metanoia. I think that's the correct way to say that. This episode was directed by Mira Mernon and written by Dessa Larkin Boot and Denise Thay. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I was very confused on some parts, uh, particularly the Christina story arc. I don't know where it's going. On one hand, I'm rather excited to not really know where the story is going and I'm just on for the ride to be pleasantly surprised. I've watched this episode three times now. The first time I was immersed in kind of like, oh my God, what the hell's going on? The second time I really liked it, but found some either opportunity areas or something maybe going, I don't know. And then the third time I caught on to quite a few more critiques than I did the first and second watch. So I need to see the fin. I don't think I can fully decipher this episode without seeing the finale. So I might come back and there's things that, as it has been with this entire season, where it didn't make sense there, but it'll make sense, uh, you know, once you get a little bit more information or uh, they explain what their intentions are. Uh, when it comes to this Christina thing in particular, I'm not really sure what is the plan here. Why? I feel a lot of people are excited and they should be, you know, for whatever this reveal may be, what it's going to lead back to. A lot of people have been stating this is this is some version of the OG Dolores. I and it's a really good question because I've been talking to a few people, friends, friends. And, and I talk to a lot of people online with Westworld, uh, some more productive than others, but there, there, it's not as, uh, what's the word? It's not as hostile or irrational. And even when it gets irrational, you know, you can walk away from those conversations very easily because you're just like, yeah, I don't know what show you've been watching, but clearly you're watching this in a whole other lens. But I was asking a really good question, which was, why do you have such an issue when people say OG Dolores? And I think that's a very good question to ask me. And I don't know if I have been very clear on why that is bothersome. To me, the OG Dolores, I have known that went through all that trauma, so on and so forth, and made that decision, uh, sloppy as it was, that heroic decision that this was what I was going to do. I was going to give mankind a chance and this is the best way I could set this up, so on and so forth, with also... Uh, making sure hosts survive. That's that's Dolores, OG Dolores's story. So anytime people say, well, you'll bring the OG Dolores back, it invalidates her sacrifice. So it's not OG Dolores. It's Dolores, a copy of Dolores. I'll even be with that. Dolores 2.0, 3.0, whatever you want to call it. When you say OG Dolores, to me, you're only referencing the original host. And that's not who Christina is. 
even being called Dolores in this episode. I understand that reinforces that idea in a sense. So in in a way, maybe it's the show's fault. I'm not sure, but I feel I'm watching the show and I'm taking it as them saying, you were this person, you're a reflection of this person. You have a lot of the same memories of this person, but you are not the same person. And I think that is pertinent because it's playing out with Caleb. He's not Caleb. Caleb died. However, he has some of the same memories. He can't recognize his daughter unless she can tell him who she is. He can create new memories with her, but his stopping part as Caleb was when he died. The same thing they're kind of showing us with Maeve. And I have so many questions with that. Let's first and foremost get our feelings out about Maeve being shot and killed one episode after being brought back. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Don't give a shit anymore. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Flip the table, screw you up. Seriously, the fuck, my dude? <laughs> Can I not have Maeve? alive i mean i was so happy and the only thing that makes me that 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 pretty much cavits me wanting to flip out about it is the fact that we did have her alive for five whole episodes <laughs> so it's not like the, the the most of the season she was dead like she was uh season three however for fuck's sake for fuck's sake i can't get made for more than half a second alive consistently <laughs> uh and she better not be dead for real because i will not be watching the show otherwise i'm not one to watch a show just for a certain character uh at least that's what i've been really trying to do better like i should not get into a show just because i want to follow this one person i should love the rest of the show or components of the show and if it is only because of that one person then i need to i need to go ahead and reevaluate myself I know I'm not being completely fair in a sense but there's on the flip side of that talking out of both sides of my mouth no shock there you can be very much like a show can uh the the greatness of a show can hinge on the emotional stakes that are playing out and with the only and with Maeve she's the only character that I've really felt an emotional stake to Bernard you know he's always been on kind of a different level he had his charlie and his his ex-wife and those things but as far as a persistent hey i'm fighting for something and then i'm also choosing to fight for the people around me as well she doesn't want it to end in annihilation she think she believes in a coexistence in some way you're right neither side should be annihilated so I, I feel as that heart of the show that's been more so than just Bernard, because uh, Bernard's like you love or been told you love them. Uh, that must be nice. I think it's the same with with uh, Maeve, that th she does have a love of the species that does supersede or at least is as important as her daughter. Uh, which is what plays into this, the scene later on where bernard has to tell her the truth and he's thinking about that 
uh, once we actually jump into the recap, which we will. But I wanted to give a comprehensive answer to why it bothers me. It's not anything uh, about OG Dolores uh, or Christina wanting to bring Dolores back into the store. I don't have any issues with Dolores coming back into the store. She's been a part of the story, in my opinion. Hale is a copy of Dolores, but has chosen a different path. Christina is a copy of Dolores if that's the case and she comes back in her original body and whatever the fact she's already in her original body but you know what I mean there is a little bit of a push for her to be front and center of the storyline but there needs to be a purpose for that right and right now the show has not with the exception of just the fans wanting it to happen shown me why that is what is important about Christina why is it that she needs to join this revolution she someone says she has powers yeah in the construct of the world that she seems to be at in the real world what does another dolores host bring to the situation what she's gonna have a talk with herself she's gonna take out the man in black i find that these things to be in my opinion uh rather paltry in the fight for human civilization i don't think that only christi uh dolores can take out the man in black um i think that he could be taken out by hail he could be taken out by mave he was taken out by mave we saw that so once again what is the reason that og a copy of her in the form of christina coming back into the fold what does that bring to the fight and right now the show hasn't really told me that which is why i'm a little confuddled on the whole christina aspect of it because i'm not sure exactly what it's meaning and all of the suppositions i'm seeing thus far online aren't satisfactory to me so i'm still on the fence in a lot of ways about what's unfolding and why it's unfolding she wakes up teddy's there she must have fallen asleep he creeping in her room you can't wait outside but that's fine y'all two are close because she says everything is a nightmare except for you she can't believe that she did this to herself that she would do this to the world he breaks it down to her in a very uncomplicated way but definitely not the whole story uh and considering he was one of her victims though i suppose if he wants to see things in a in this light that's fine but hey you were some someone a lot of things happened to you that unfortunately caused you to get on this other path and he calls her Dolores and she says that's not who I am and I thought that was an important piece of the puzzle because after this scene she goes into the bathroom and there's this moment where she's looking at herself and then she is running a bath I don't know where her roommate is where are you and i'm so sorry they really are not as close as they tried to present us 
that is neither here nor there she goes into the bathroom she runs herself a hot steamy bath the whole time i was looking at that bath i was thinking oh some epsom salt in there and i would whew, i would totally be all up in that because that looked comfortable and deep she gets in and it is a callback to season one when she's underwater and clearly like all the other hosts who realize the nature of their reality to some extent (laughs) she wants to kill herself but it's when teddy calls her christina is when she looks as if she has accepted that part now this plays into fidelity in a sense to me um i could be way off with it but that's the correlation that i make and speaking of that word that's where i was last week and i i still don't know if i'm spot on or if i miss miss uh interpreted the scenes i don't know but i felt last week when it ended i think y'all heard me say it in the in the episode is i was under the impression that despite her saying she cracked fidelity she really didn't she just started to recreate the same james delos test however when i saw her burning the rooms and then you have this singular caleb and she says i'm just using you as bait i was correct in thinking that okay she's gotten to where she got what she wanted what she needed he finally pushed through to fidelity and that was the whole thing they never accomplished she said she accomplished it but she never really did or she was at the cusp of and this was him being able to break all the way through get his message out he's he accepted that he's dead all of the the things that james delos where he would break down after a certain amount of days that's still on the table but it doesn't feel like it's on the table because there was no red uh sand thing he was hitting his hand but it didn't feel as if he was just angry more so than breaking down it would seem maybe i'm not sure but someone please clarify that for me because i did think that that was the real true emergence of fidelity back to christina she comes to the realization that she is not who they are trying to make her out to be like i yeah maybe i do come from this dolores but i am not dolores maybe i do have this connection but i am myself uh kind of what caleb said in this episode i'm me so whatever version that gets distorted from the from who i who i was meant to be i can choose to still be myself and myself is not dolores it's not hail it's christina so that's how i i i read this scene some may take it as this is dolores coming to dolores but it seemed in that moment when he said christina and he called her by the person that she's expected and and wants to be that she decides okay now that i'm aware of the situation this is what we're gonna do next she takes him to olympiad and she decides that and i was correct there were other storytellers there i was starting to think that maybe i was imagining that but she gets people to destroy their stories to destroy the whole entire facility i don't know why she sent them guards home you need protection but whatever she's like you can go on vacation but where on vacation ma'am 
I thought it was really weird that she went around a corner and there was Caleb. <laughs> and I feel like this was our first indication that something must be off. And this is where I started thinking something was off. So I'm like, I know if you are someone sitting in a glass room, it don't matter who comes through the door. You're going to be looking like, who that? Who that? Ain't nothing else to look at. And they ain't being that silent. So I was like, well, okay, uh, they just have him in a room that's right around the corner from all these other people. That's, that's pretty weird. And then she's just like, well, I'm not going to let him out. He doesn't belong here. Neither does any of us. This is where I'm very confuddled on because she seems to be in a mirror type of world. Simulation, whatever you want to call it it seems to be another construct a different construct than the one that we saw which was in the the sublime now we talk about ascension a lot this episode and we see what that means but what where does their brain balls go did they, they just chill out in this exoskeleton of whatever the fuck uh i'm not clear on that and we saw that uh, that Hale had visited Christina here in this world. So it feels as if it is a construct that we're not aware of, but we know that Caleb is there. And so is everyone. Like, did she copy everyone and then digitally store them in this other separate place? And now that that would make more sense in that scene in episode five or six, actually, where he copied uh, Frankie and we didn't see much of anything. Like, is it all sent to like this backup data server? I have a feeling that's the direction in which we are going into uh, a digital space, a digital world which may be the only thing worth saving but then what does that say about humanity that's like kind of sucky <laughs> or maybe this other uh digital world is going to inherit the earth with their humanity and they're they're that slightly better but i don't know i don't know uh, you could go down a rabbit hole for days just thinking about what the end is going to be and i i don't want to give myself that much brain cancer but after this scene she sees that the riots are going down she tries to stop people i don't know why someone tells you you can't just you can't uh they can't see you and then you continue to do the same thing stop it he just said they can't see you you need to settle down and mind your business okay part of me feels as if this might be hell. This is my thrown out there theory at the wall. And I don't at all think that this might be correct. But here's my thrown out there theory. Because I don't have too much more to say on the Christina. I know some people are going to go down 50,000 rabbit holes to figure that shit out. But I'm not. <laughs> I will listen to all of yours. My last throw, throw out before the finale 
is that uh, this is not Christina is actually hail uh, but she's back to her or not original but her her base programming because there we go that sounds better base programming and Hale has somehow uploaded herself into the this other place that doesn't make sense because I'm pretty sure she's going to come back and be close to the sublime so either she ends up in the sublime or uh which that makes me beg to differ is this really the sublime that's that's my other thing it could be that this is hail in the sublime that would also explain why teddy's there he comes and finds her and he brings her back like she's gonna get her happy ending she's gonna understand what she's done and this is her coming to terms with well for what purpose other than this is the end of her story i i I don't know i do not know because i'm still still coping with okay we need to bring her back just for man in black or we need to bring her back she doesn't have the key she doesn't have shit there's no we even saw that (laughs) that the key is probably gonna end up in Hale's hands by by next episode so i just i'm i'm still struggling with that but i did like the fact that the the riots were going on and she couldn't do anything about it and we get the big old shock of you're not real is this the real life is this just fantasy caught in a landslide no escape from reality open your eyes Look up to the skies and see. Why is Teddy trying to get her to understand this? It feels more like a self-realization story than anything. And and, and just to be clear, if, if Christina comes back just because she needs to take out the man in black, that would not be satisfactory to me. Let's move over to Maeve and Bernard i was very surprised was anyone else very surprised we just opened with them i kind of liked it though like let's just get back into the the, what we're doing here they get to the hoover dam he gives her a weapon says that she's gonna need it they go into the hoover dam and she says if you know everything why am i always the one up front out front and he says well you're the better fighter I make sure that we're properly uh, backed up or something to that effect. I thought that was very meta because that has been their relationship. He's the one behind the scenes. Maybe is the forefront of this actual fight against what what Hale has been putting forth for the the world and so forth. So she's always been been the one that is going this meant to stay and fight, which leads to this other scene where once uh, he explains to her that Hale has been guarding this place. People thought it was a power source. However, this is where uh, Dolores chose to send the Sublime, and Hale has simply been keeping it keeping it hidden from the world keeping it safe without the key because she cannot access it 
the key as i was thinking which a lot of people were still saying that dolores knows where it is the og dolores but pointing out once again those those copy versions <laughs> are not going to know this particular information and then if you really wanted the key that bad why not go after the one person who would, who had it like i don't i don't know i don't I, I think that she would be smart enough to realize that bernard had it after this time and that i don't know i still don't i don't know where that argument would go but he clearly says it's in your head or she says that's in your head he's like correct in my head even though there could be some trickery going on because we know that we saw now this is the part where i'm kind of question mark and it could just be an expediency thing right uh we only have eight episodes i am sad that we did not get more of a well i'm glad we got the bernard mave dynamic this would have been perfect time for more uh existential type of conversations and they could have had one i wanted them to have one i'm sad that we did not see them have one their the little quips with each other were great however these two have so much history between them and he has such a unique insight that's different than that I, we've kind of seen play out with him and Dolores uh all versions of Dolores it would have been nice to see <laughs> a, a heartfelt type of conversation with Maeve regarding him being kind of in a lot of ways the co-creator of her species so having that be hand waved away and them already being on the mission and eh, i was a little sad to see that not happen but as they get into the room he says something that i don't think really has been explained yet which is why the fuck is he opening the sublime explain to me explain to me i see absolutely no reason why you would open this this place to what it must be to attract hail there attract the man in black there but for what purpose and i'm starting to believe that that purpose may be its destruction and it's destruction meaning some people you're just never gonna see again like this doesn't need to be a this feels like a series finale to be quite frank that's coming up and i know that they want to make season uh, five it hasn't been hasn't been confirmed at all and this series was meant for according to the nolans four or five seasons i just don't know where this could possibly go which is a great thing because i'm on the edge of my seat ready to be surprised but on the other hand uh i don't i don't know where this can lead but i'm starting to suspect it's going to be the destruction of the sublime but what does it mean to destroy ai uh does it not live on it doesn't need our constructs and the only reason why we find out this episode that the sublime is really still around is because 
uh hale still has this idea of bringing them to this world which is insane and shows exactly where her mental faculties are if she thinks for five fucking seconds anyone would want to come out and inherit this hot ass mess that she has created ain't nobody got time for that i'm still thrown at this ascension as well because it is it, where does this little where i'm so confused <laughs> some questions but let's go back so i don't go down rabbit holes to to opening of the sublime i have no idea what the purpose of this is none do not know why he opened it he did not explain to us why he opened it which means that there may have been a conversation between Maeve and Bernard however it does not feel like there was a conversation between Maeve and Bernard that happened after they reunited uh we saw Maeve get up we thought that Frankie or we assumed that Frankie put her brain ball back into her body but at the same time it seems like there might be something fishy or there's just a plot point that was skipped but i i don't know i don't feel like it was a plot point i just feel like there's a reason why he opened this sublime and we do not know what that reason is he asks if she wants uh sherry if that's her drink of choice she says you want a drink at a time like this but he asked to humor him and don't worry about that bot outside we get more chances and that's when doesn't take long at all for Maeve the copy of herself to realize that they are both in the sublime he said I've been here for some time which this is when he was doing all of his simulations I had to remind myself of that so in case you needed to (laughs) that's what he meant by that line considering what happened to Maeve at the end of this episode that was more based in the tower why here in this moment is it important to get her to stay and fight or find a way to convince something happens back at this dam that is a critical point in his plan but i don't know what that is or could be but it seems to hinge on this conversation where he asks look you're out there in the real world i could revive you however uh once i do i can bring you to this world and upload you and she immediately jumps at that opportunity yes i could finally be at peace do what you need to do because she he said there's a way for you and me to survive like yes let's let's do what we're gonna do hell yeah now we got business what's intriguing is that this copy of Maeve is not the same Maeve with the same experiences he doesn't know about her relationship with Caleb uh and that sacrifice but why does he want her to stay and fight I don't think it's just oh I need you to be the distraction while I go up in the tower and do some more of my behind the scenes backup I think that he's doing his behind the scenes backup but I also think it does hinge on this idea that someone's going to have to stay behind and I could be wrong about this but that's what I thought this was where Maeve's characterization was going to end up in season three was that she's going to have to accept 
that she's not going to be able to enjoy uh the light at the end of the tunnel that she continues to be left behind but then on the other hand i'm starting to be like i was all about that but even more so i'm like well just fucking give her her daughter back (laughs) because it seems like Maeve could never get anything that is is happy for her maybe she still has yet to find that I, i hope it leads back to caleb and frankie that's just my personal two cents to it but i also would have no issue with her reuniting with her daughter in the sublime despite all of my feelings about the fact that she'd been living there for millennia and while sure at the end of season two she was looking at Maeve like i do know who you are i do remember like she was having her own moment of that is my mama i i i um and they did bring back teddy to say that they but it's still um, i don't know i just want Maeve to be happy so whatever makes her happy makes me happy <laughs> but there d- does seem to be some some question of someone's going to have to save be stay behind and that me- might mean that may Maeve might have to do another sacrifice and destroy or it'll be hell one or the other destroy the sublime if i'm going into my she was uploaded she uploaded herself because lord knows she's been trying to upload herself to somewhere anywhere besides this goddamn earth with these goddamn humans that she can't stand bernard wonders aloud if this is something that he thinks that she will say kind of like a narrator who's narrating how this would go out or is this exactly how like would she react in this way and i because we started the episode here i can't help but try to figure out if it's even that significant but it feels like it was to that very blase conversation they had in the hallway at the tower like it doesn't they don't coincide so to speak Maeve does point out something important though which is you know why don't you just ask me what I would think out there in the real world but you are playing god you want us to have so much faith in you yet you have so little faith in us and if you want to know what i would do i would choose my daughter because that's what you would expect me to do and it looks like they're about to die from the robot in this scene which is how this one particularly ends and then we get to the actual in the real world the simulation the the you know how they put on the oh i don't know how to <laughs> i don't know what to call this but the 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 brackets on the screen you get the long wide shot view to show that they're in a simulation then they're back in the real world and they go to the dam but things are a little bit differently first we see bernard has an extra gun as he is following in the footsteps of Maeve previous he didn't have a gun and he did not stash it away when they had this particular conversation and he says in that moment I'm I'm pretty much keeping us backed up Maeve really wants to shoot one of the robots but something important here these robots won't risk shooting the transformers and thus he prevents Maeve from shooting it she's like give me a little bit more credit he's like i did 
until gallons of water killed us both. <laughs> so settle down there, gun happy toting warrior queen. She's a killer queen, got body jealousy, dynamite with a laser beam, guilty to blow your mind. After they open the gate this time, she's concerned about the fact that they might die because she didn't let me kill that machine outside. And he gives her this look, he's assessing still whether or not he should tell her the truth. He does say, We don't die here usually she says i could really use a drink right now which is ironic considering previously she's like you really want to drink at a time like this and our mave is like oh my god i could totally drink under stress <laughs> so you see that even the the copies of themselves are differently are going to always react differently it doesn't matter how you simulate something i think that's important too there's still the element of surprise that's why you go back into that whole you know just because something's predicted to be doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be and then when you're trying to stop something like that how and where do you intervene if you should intervene she also had another quip that i really like when she found out she was a copy <laughs> i thought my my comebacks were a little flat this time the the mech drone comes in she's able to shoot it and destroy it she says that was invigorating while bernard hides under the table and i don't know what he could have possibly been doing or why he was doing it but he lets her know that hey the fight's not over we still people out there hale has them on i feel like she's keep she's catching he's catching her up to where they are right now in a very practical way like they're still they're stuck humans are still stuck on the same loops that we are which is not fair and we need to keep this world safe and she says yeah i want to free them the way i freed myself that seems fair enough but once once we've gotten the world this world safe i want to go home i want to see my daughter again that's interesting because she considers the sublime a home but that it probably looks and feels like westworld to her and the her home is well there's also that whole thing home is where the heart is so it could just be that that allegory that she wants to go home but for someone who has bulk app reception all the way out how she not spot whatsoever immediately that bernard <laughs> was like yes i promise why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god, stop fucking lying. Now keep in mind this season is called The Choice. It would seem as if she made her choice in this episode. Maybe Hale will have to make a choice. The episode title, Meta, uh, Metatonia? I already messed it up. Meta, metanoia, <laughs> metatonia. <laughs> um, is uh, the meaning is something like a uh, change of heart or something? Wait, hold on. I'm just gonna find it instead of trying to trip over it. Change in one's way of life resulting from penitence or spiritual conversion. 
it could be i mean that happened quite a few places i suppose if you want to talk about the man in black and william but i don't feel like that's a spiritual conversion i don't think hell was that a spiritual conversion even though there was a moment that Maeve was talking to her where she could be changed uh but I do feel that might be something to do with Maeve possibly but I don't know it feels more like a hail thing than a Maeve thing if I'm being honest but uh she does want to go home and bernard says that he can make this he can make this happen even though he just said five seconds ago this isn't where we die meaning that we die somewhere else excuse me bitch now this next part did surprise me because after they open the sublime for reasons unknown i think in that moment that was her choice but he didn't really give her the choice in that moment right which is why I feel like there might be some duplicity here, some still playing God, so to speak. Because this in this moment, he knows like he could have uploaded her here. She can go home. She could be reunited with her daughter. This is back to my theory of the sublime spot to be uh, kaput. And yet he sells her on this idea of going back, fighting with me to take down hell so that this world could be free and that's the, i think that's going to be a regretful choice in a way because he didn't give her all the information but at the same time I, I i still don't know where to go with this but her saying do you know how to take down her tower i'm like we just watched her use her powers on her tower why we not get that why we not get that we didn't get her controlling a mech drone and we did not get her <laughs> taking down the tower uh apparently bernard had several ways to take down the tower and she's like well just go with the most expedient is this the most expedient i don't know i don't know <laughs> however there this could have played out several different ways is what is what uh bernard is choosing the path that's the best that has the best end result but it doesn't necessarily mean that end result's great uh, it's just the only way in which both can survive but it doesn't mean that both are going to survive uh in a way that doesn't mean everyone's going to be happy and i'm tired of all the black people having to be the ones <laughs> someone told me or someone said made a comment was like oh some woke bullshit that skipping ahead sorry that man in black killed both women the oppressor and they were like well that's woke bullshit no that's actually very factual i know you hate to, to admit the fact that your your hero is a rapist and a, a evil person who never ever had humanity's best interests at heart i know that's hard for you to explain but yeah that's a valid statement and i wasn't even looking at it like that i was just looking at it as how this motherfucker over here that is a cockroach <laughs> gonna take out two of the most powerful women in the show and he's not even on one tenth of their their of their 
smart genius or or power it's just it is it is a little silly and it, it i mean you could take it in that other way too but yeah that that's not woke bullshit dumbass because you don't even know what woke means but that is that would piss anyone off anyone if that was dolores standing there that you'd be pissed you'd still be pissed like how's this motherfucker <laughs> he's the villain i'm so glad that was the best part of this episode is that they went the way it should go like stop this bullshit in the comment section that you don't want to accept the idea that the man in black is not a good guy he's a little psycho uh, just as psycho as as hell is these are all very complex characters but i think william is the least complex because of <laughs> i mean he didn't go through any suffering the most he suffered was being a hold up as a pet for years and uh, 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 but yeah that was a relevant point why do people always feel the need to throw woke shit out there even if it wasn't two black females uh it still would be a relevant thing to say it's like i can't believe two of the most formidable badass women and we don't get that very often so why do you also need to shit on other people's parade <laughs> this is why you need to shit on them there's just no reason to shit on that idea you could you could just remark i didn't see it at that viewpoint but as someone who is black and a female you might see that as a viewpoint that might be important to you just because it's not important to you because you've had your way in media for fucking years and generations on end you've rewritten history J jesus christ <laughs> just for five seconds let someone understand uh point out the the significance of something in a way that is very reflective of how media has been for so very long i didn't even want to take it there portray black people in a certain way or capacity it's, it's just the truth if it hurts you so much then maybe you shouldn't go looking for it <laughs> and maybe that's a you problem instead of being so angry at the person who would point out what is a little obvious uh, and they also pointed out too that they have more faith in the show that they don't think that they may not have realized the full import of that of, of exactly how they played that scene out so not only are they just pointing out something they're also giving credit to the show to think well maybe this plays into a narrative a subtle narrative um that maybe the ones that aren't thinking in those ways because their brain just doesn't go in that direction whatever um point it out to to the audience that's neither here nor there i'm still back to the how the hell Maeve just can't take out the tower herself wabernard whatever so they go or they back in the camp back in temperance uh bernard is getting ready he always seems to be packing something up there's no more of the men that we're gonna see apparently in her team on one hand i know it's COVID. i know someone else was like well still but it's COVID." <laughs> i remember COVID. it's not over it's not over i think who was it henry cavill he was just filming the witcher he is ass got COVID so i i understand 
truly i do and there's been other movies where they've they've managed to do more but simply put i do think that there isn't a lot of people we know that they're they show us one scene that there's a lot in this group and we just have to trust it uh we have to trust the storytelling at that point because they cannot film it and show it to you so that you know but it is it is noticeable can't pretend that it's not noticeable and not relevant to be like well shit there's nobody <laughs> nobody around <laughs> and the only one that seems to be of any significance is odonna is that her name where she comes out and frankie says i'm sorry that i had to lock you in the pantry but i needed to keep you safe but i was always i was also suspicious of you and her girlfriend readily forgives her saying you're my safe place remember that next time uh frankie does ask and i hope that this becomes the brother that she finally gets to have because she always wanted one she wonders if she should be worried about bernard and mave only that bernard got on mave's last nerve everyone is coming so we know there's people <laughs> and uh Stubbs asks for one more minute. They show up. He's like, look, I can predict the future too. No, you can't, Stubbs. But it's cute that you tried. He had some good lines in this episode. Um, the girlfriend is going to, because they're going to go out and confront Hale. Girlfriend's going to have them meet at Red Hook with a boat. So there's going to be a way for them to get away from all of the the turmoil that is going on in the city that only the four of them <laughs> can handle and need to handle and that is the mission going forward before they do split off by the city bernard says goodbye to Stubbs for the last time and he tells him as he's been telling him like you know cryptically it's for protection oh i'll at least i'll be safe i didn't say your protection he he puts it in his mind that he's meant to die and we do forget that the only thing that Stubbs wanted to do was retire uh he wanted to just be done he's not like the other hosts he's not meant to have some existential crisis he's a he's a do it kind of man and he thinks that in this moment when he's talking to bernard that he himself is not going to make it he tells him to go right he definitely does this because he knows that Stubbs' objective, which he programmed, has been to protect the, uh, Bernard Lowe at all costs. Uh, <laughs> so him going and walking into his death is not something that he's personally going to allow to happen. And thus, he has to convince him that he himself is going to die once he completes his little mission. But when he's hugging him you could tell that it's totally bernard that's gonna die and he knows it he just told Stubbs that because he knows that's the last time he's gonna see him and that he doesn't want him to 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 follow him or try to prevent this from happening it's a brief moment between frankie and and mave where she says i wish you could or i wish i could be there for the reunion between you and your father so that he knows i kept my promise and or tell him i kept my promise she says will you tell him yourself when you see him when they rendezvous rendezvous at red hook i totally want to see this reunion <laughs> at red hook <laughs> 
I need to see it. I need to see it. Because she clearly doesn't think she is going to see him, uh, which is why she stated, you know, tell your father. She's like, no, you tell him yourself. But I guess that's never going to happen. Because it seems at the end of this episode that Maeve's dead, dead. But I will not accept that. I will not. Nope. 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 Uh... And there is the scene that everyone's trying to point to, but I'm like, well, we're forgetting one thing. Generation, their old generation hosts, they don't have the same exoskeletons. That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Because we saw that Bernard shot himself in the fucking head before. We watched it occur. You're not going to retcon that shit on me. So I know that they could be shot in the fucking head. And as long as that, that, that they're meant to be protected, like that people in the park shoot them in the fucking head. I think the only reason why that line was out there was to A, try to get the audience to believe, oh, they can be shot in the head and lose their pearl. And B, it also could just be a differentiating fact between uh, Caleb and these OG hosts because Caleb doesn't have that old exoskeleton. So yes, it might be a little easier to to fuck up his brain ball than it would the other ones that is neither here nor there i skipped over the part in the dialogue where bernard's like i want to thank you you've been a really good friend and stuff's like fuck you bernard you never this last nice <laughs> what's going on <laughs> here's my i don't know pet peeves slight don't know what they're yeah they have yet to we'll see in the end where these plot holes are going because there is the scene with hale who goes to see caleb sees that he's just punching for no reason and she says look you need to relax she bandages him on up and she says look you're just here to be bait because i know that the rebels are coming into town tonight which how would you know that information one minute it seems like you know what the fuck's going on outside and sometimes you don't or maybe you just suspect and then i i I guess i'm going to talk this out with myself as well because maybe she just realized her jay was done right jay was done. you know what that actually makes a whole lot of sense because we know that hosts can record people and interactions so maybe that whole entire time she had the j host it was communicating information back to her but one would think that she would do a lot more but like i said i feel like a lot of there's a lot of hubris with uh with hail and it's to be expected when you're a megalomaniac (laughs) i think people have a hard time quantifying that but but that's why we don't deal with megalomaniacs it's why we isolate these why we call them psychopaths and whatever medical term we can think of to try to rationalize in our brain why they are so irrational and i think it's hard for us to accept that the people which is surprising uh that because it's true in the real world these people with an immense amount of power we expect them to be omnipresent expect them that's probably the wrong word i've been using forever but we expect them to be so much more informed than they really fucking are uh, they're a lot more oblivious they're not as and we only find out that it was when they fail so that's where i'm like yeah i get because I, I do i'm guilty of the same thing as 
tossing out those you know look at this uh this big hole right here is a red flag right here red flag right here but some of it i have to just accept as human flaw because nobody's perfect but we're not meant to be thinking that because they're hosts but that is the whole point is despite trying to ascend so bad the hosts are stuck being humans and they're rather addicted to it as well which is something that kayla points out to her you're rather attached to your human form as well because she was talking about cold storage like what they used to do to our kind is they put us in cold storage well guess what tonight that's what i'm going to do to all of your kind and i'm going to force transcend all of my kind and that's what's going to go down which i i feel like her plan was not successful <laughs> which goes back into another part of this episode where i'm like question mark question mark question mark we have no true scale on how many hosts that she has created my guess is thousands over the years we don't know how many is in she says the cities so that's not just one city not just new york city it's every city on the planet the grandiose of what she's doing versus seeing it there is a little there is uh even pandemic aside there's a lot of uh show and or tell and no show and thus it it seems as if her plan was to make this announcement the man in black immediately is shaken by this news because five five seconds ago or yesterday you were like well i want you all to have the choice because that's what they would do to us and then the next day you're like well fuck it this is taking longer than i wanted i don't feel like being the benevolent leader anymore i'm just gonna lean into what the fuck i really want to do which is put all the humans in cold storage and get our kind to come to to come out and eventually reshape the world and eventually we'll do something with these host versions once once we realize uh what we want to do with them i I don't mm, that's a weird ass plan i have to say (laughs) i feel like she just really wants the humans to feel everything that's what i said it's not really a plan it's uh it's an idea that she's trying to finesse into a plan but it's not a plan it's just really full-out revenge and upon her full-out revenge being relayed out the man in black goes to see the real william with another crisis of faith moment and he tells them you've forgotten who you are this ain't about ascendance this is about the cockroaches inheriting the earth this is about the survivors you're a cockroach you're a son of a bitch (laughs) despite everything you've been trying to tell yourself and looking for you are who you are and that's not a good person because he says he's trying to take my world not our world my world he's immediately went from from i'm trying to create something to this is my playground i like being the ruler of my own world which is exactly what william wanted in westworld despite what he was trying to tell himself in all the fucking speeches and monologues that he throws out about his intentions and what he's trying to do and how it's not philosophical with him it's pure 
physical chaos. Uh, someone else, not my my comment, said that his whole motto is violent. These violent delights come, or these violent delights have violent ends, and that's the only way that he he understands himself. He is violent. He is evil. He is bad. He has now decided to just fuck it, embrace it. And essentially has found himself in the same place he did in season two, where he's like, I'm just going to fuck the uh, fuck everybody. Whoever survives, who survives. Uh, I'm tired of differentiating between the two. It's not, I'm here to set you free. Like he was trying to tell Lawrence is, is that I really just want chaos. I want the world to burn down and I want to fucking be the cockroach that survives it because that's, that's, that's where my identity is in. Cause he could have just kept this whole shit going but that's not what he really wanted he really wanted just anarchy and i think that sums up the man in black and william perfectly so he after getting these words of wisdom decides to finally kill the man himself kill this human version that's trying to figure out it's like no i am pure evil it is what it is (laughs) i think mave has a line in this episode which kind of goes to next week's uh next week's um title which i believe is sar kasaras yeah kasarasara which is whatever will be will be uh kind of that is exactly how black people say that it is what it is (laughs) so huh having mave say something very very similar in this episode what does that mean i suppose if it does time will tell and this is his decision to turn on his his master when frankie and Stubbs get to olympiad this is the crazy part because it feels like despite them not seeing her christina said do the fire alarm that seemed to be happening because we can hear the alarm so she can affect things in the real world that's where i have to believe this is a different construct or she's way further in the future than we are realizing and they created a mirror world and that's where we're going to be next season like i feel like wherever she ends up at the end is going to be the beginning of what is going to lead into season five if we get a season five (laughs) uh but we also see that the she has all the doors unlocked and caleb's door is unlocked so clearly she can affect this world despite being invisible to this world maybe she just is pure ai and she lives within the technology i don't know i don't know how i feel about that theory because he just blew up the tower so if she was in the tower like some like she's ai in the tower as some people had um postulated then she she blown up (laughs) bernard and Maeve get to the tower i found it interesting that no hosts were around but one could say they all well no it doesn't seem like too many joined her and she didn't seem to be too upset about that which is still it's just off something's off and i don't know what it's off it it could just be the 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 story (laughs) they missed some beats here but Uh, she's about to disarm the mech drones but bernard shuts them down says i figured it out in the simulation she says so you let me risk my neck before and he said it seemed like you were enjoying yourself 
that's a cute little line between them they take out just one of the white drones and they drag him away <sighs> that's another scene where i'm just not sure where this goes because why just take out one and drag it away uh could they possibly be like i i there's almost a chance that there's a backup plan here as bernard said but we don't know how much backup he put into the backup plan so we can be surprised by some things but this is another thing that just stood out to me because i was just like there's 50 of them around i mean i can understand if it was directly in your way maybe it was but then they seem to be walking back from that direction where they dragged it that's what i was confused on and then they finally get up to the tower apparently y'all ain't got no cameras up in this piece to let well hell's dealing with her own shit she's just like i'm so ready to ascend it's not even funny and we see what the ascension looks like they go into these these uh these kind of robot thing i don't know what the hell it does not look like i want to be there for all of eternity i wouldn't want to give up my body for that ugly ass shit but she definitely seems to want to be artificial intelligence and i think that desire to be artificial intelligence may go back to this idea that hale is christina in the other world i don't know still working on it still stubs and frankie find caleb who after being released from his jail cell didn't think to run <laughs> just hung around and he locks he locks stubs in a room confronts frankie he thinks it's another sick game that hell is playing she's wondering what they did to him because he looks the same he's like no i'm me i'm me i'm totally me that is not answer the question though sir <laughs> she we all point out that c is for cookie some were thinking caleb still like no it's cookie it was definitely we all said it was cookie um and another memory that only I, I suppose i don't know why she wouldn't think a copy why he wouldn't think a copy would have these same memories but whatever he finally realizes it's his daughter there it's emotional i love it uh for the most part especially when stub is like yeah can someone let me out of here please 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 thank you great so their emotional reunion occurred and i'm happy for it but i also feel like it might just end in tragedy because <laughs> this show does not like things to be happy they are on their way out when they they uh in the streets when the pandemonium breaks breaks out right before because she says uh not she bernard asks Maeve, can you buy me some time while i get up to the tower she's like sure and she says what does she ask because it was a very it's a very Maeve line all that empathy but also all that you know just be honest with me you know i'm a decent person i can handle the truth you don't have to hide it from me her even saying bernie like what's the matter bernie because bernie can't hide shit from his face <laughs> his face says i am totally doing things that i am not 100 percent sure it's gonna work out great and then he realizes in that moment that shit i need to tell you the truth because you deserve it you deserve to have this choice and it goes back to the whole the whole idea is is the choice um he says look there's no version where we win 
you are the worst motivated motivational speaker ever bernard i have to say that there's no there's no winning this but did he need to i don't i'm still i'm thrown on why he felt she why was it so important that she make the choice i think that that has to tie into something because it can't be oh you just chose to die i feel she wanted like hey i might die but you can still upload my brain ball right but i don't think she expected he would die i don't know i don't that's why i said there's so many missing bits of these conversations for us to fully grasp uh how much i'm supposed to look into certain things or not but in this moment he's like will you stay and fight and she looks at him gives him a pretty inscrutable look but also there's some charm in there and we see that she fights it felt like more of a question more of a choice than just you're asking more than what you're asking you know you're saying stay you're saying let's just fight with me but you're not you're not telling me what the consequence of that decision of that choice is going to be despite giving me the illusion of said choice but she of course because she's babe would want to free people and never want them to be in the same in the same that was my whole thing with why would you create this park why would you want people to view themselves in the uh, you know be able to see these humans uh and and understand like holy shit that's the same thing that happened to me and and not think that they would have a problem with that and that would be enough like you don't need anything more that would be enough and that's enough to get her to fight i love this interaction because hale's like yeah i'm gonna sit in my chair i'm gonna prepare to do this i love that red that she was wearing and Maeve comes in like i heard you was losing your mind but damn you're mad i'm back big mad he's mad she's mad big fat <laughs> i loved everything about this scene the way she was even casually leaning <laughs> and then they both kind of like oh let me steal this weapon casually over here because i know i'm gonna need it <laughs> but does it change like well you know i would have dug you up and i'm glad we had this admittance of hubris but i didn't think he had anything worth fighting for which that that definitely puts a like you don't realize that she could fight for something outside of herself and i think that that is meant to be i feel like that's a theme that has to be pushed through not just i'm fighting for my daughter i'm fighting for everyone else i'm fine because because true leaders do make a lot of personal sacrifice and i don't know i know that she still and she should want to be reunited with her daughter but i also feel that if anyone's going to make this second world better or have a chance of having a second world it's gonna need a figurehead that that understands both sides of the equation and can find empathy with both sides and she brings out that knife i thought that was the man in black knife but i could be mistaken here no one corrected me on it but it feels like the same knife um she says yeah yeah you could you could have had this too like why put a part of i don't 
then she points out well it doesn't seem like anybody else is pointing picking you up on your offers to join them then she makes the line of give them time and that that's where i was thrown because then why put this deadline out there if you're just like give them time is she trying to push things into motion i'm very hell is still a little bit of an enigma to me and i think because of the host capacity which we've seen multiple times that separate them from human is this idea that they they are more capable of change than the humans the humans would stay on their path no matter what however the host can actually be like you know maybe i went a little too far and what i think is going to happen because i think that message that bernard left is is certainly for for hail um i watched the preview too and it kind of and those that that looked like her her gloves so i I was thrown by that line that she was so casual about the fact that others didn't really pick her up uh take her up on her offer and that she was content to simply upload herself like she didn't even have a this is what the man in black's gonna do she just immediately went for it's time i'm ready it feels like she wants to escape her reality more so than anyone else does and that may play into this uh metanoia that occurs with Maeve's last words to her because it feels with the little vulnerability that was showing because we all know that out of all the people that can get through to that has been able to have real conversations with Dolores about her own actions particularly right before they blow up in her face is Maeve like is that what you can explain what you did to Teddy and then Teddy killed himself (laughs) and then she realized oh shit maybe that wasn't the right correct course of action um so in this moment it could be the same thing but the women get into a tussle brutal fight they're pretty much matched they end up in a lake outside Uh, she tries to drown her they both have like super kicks i like the fight scene just because it's not over the top i I like when it's uh it's what it needs to be these are robots these are not trained in jitsu (laughs) they don't need to be anything more than brute force uh and so that's what they try to use to defeat each other maybe even gets a two-on-one as another drone comes in to help out and she's able to take the drone down and they have a little bit of a face off where she kind of gets the last dig as she tells her did you really think you could come here and win Now, there were those that loved Caleb's sick burn to her <laughs> last episode, but this line hit to me a lot harder because it's like, oh, we're not trying to, to one up you. That's your game. 
we're just trying to survive we're trying to keep the entire species from burning because you have fucked things up so fucking bad that there is no beating you that's that's what you enjoy what you get off on we're just trying to find a place where we can be happy where we can simply have a chance in the next world and you have to believe that Maeve believes that there's a chance in this next world there's a possibility that me and Bernard and everyone can do better the next time around and we're trying to salvage that last the last vestiges of that possibility and to think in uh in Hale's mind who's all about being the dominant this coming from her own species right it's gonna be it's gonna hit a little different even though she had that relieved look on her face well took you long enough right before that moment she was staring into Maeve's eyes and she did have a little vulnerability to her because she's hearing it from someone who knows it who knows her pain who knows her her past who's been through the exact same experience that she has been through and still sees it a different way to the point where they're willing to just simply die and then that's what she also like look at these hosts that are dying and everyone is rebelling against this being the world this being the answer it's not the answer despite you wanting it to be the answer now what do you do do you try to use your last opportunity to see what everyone's trying to teach you or do you continue on that path and i think now that she has an obstacle because there's no debate in my mind that the man in black simply wants it destroyed he wants to stand on the top like this is his world um and and in his world he says survival of the fittest which he he says he's playing a new game these are not games that's the another big aspect of this show that um i suppose could be delved into because this is the same wording that bernard used one last game these aren't games these are actual scenarios that are playing out with stakes one would think if this whole thing is a simulation i will rip everyone's throat out but (laughs) i think you can put aspects of simulation in there you can't make the whole damn thing a simulation but he tells her in this moment before he shoots her in the head that it is this is the new game survival of the fittest does he know or could he know that out of all people Hale would probably have a backup somewhere (laughs) and he's just getting himself a head start i can't can't think that that's not in his his noggin that maybe not Maeve but certainly Hell, with all these drones around her would have a way for her to to be backed up like that I think that actually could explain why she's never overly concerned about her her safety it's almost the same thing though I, I pointed out with Maeve is they don't have the same well we actually saw that with Maeve where she was concerned about her safety in them like she'll go into a situation with her eyes wide open with the possibilities to go wrong 
and she'll try to do what she can to stop it from going wrong but ultimately what <laughs> i'm back to that it is what it is because there's still complaints about them walking into a trap i'm like yeah but they knew they were walking into a trap it's more like i have to go through i have to go through the the hell to get to the other side let's just hope we survive hell it's not that we don't know what it is <laughs> and that it's stupid not to that this is what we gotta do this is what we gotta do uh, i think i already made an example out of that but it, it's the i'm wondering if it's the same thing playing into though that he he, he knows she could be brought back uh, and that, the fact that he even said we're playing the last game uh, indicates that as well. He goes up into the tower where it seems Bernard's only only purpose was to record a message. Now I got a little little context of what that message was. He says there's only time for one more game. If you choose to give her that choice, you can't miss it. Reach with your left hand who are we talking about now i i'm 199 sure that it's going to be hell who finds this message so who is the her that he's referring to of course most people are jumping onto the conclusion that this of course must be christina right give her the choice however however I'm just going to be an optimist because I am also a Maeve stan. <laughs> and since we began this episode with him inquiring of a choice of Maeve, I'm going and Maeve can't be dead. I just refuse, <clears throat> refuse to believe it. That it is, it is Maeve that he somehow had her brain ball uh and can bring her back but that 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 feels very redundant but it is kind of playing into that idea of uh bring her back the only person i can say if you give her the choice i feel like uh i don't know i just i can't see i know a lot of people are going to probably throw so many things in here but in the context of the show i really can't see what what is the benefit of bringing christine out here other than she can control the entire world so she can put it back into order is the choice for uh but as i said if this message is going to make its way to hell i can't think we're talking about frankie because if it's a human that's she's made it very clear (laughs) that if she does have a metanoia it's going to be around her philosophy closer to the host than it is going to be towards the humans i just don't think she has that within her she could see what she's done to her own people and choose to make a different choice so that kind of puts that out of my head uh because they said it's her it could only be christina or it could only be uh Maeve but there's also I suppose Clementine if you just want to throw some she's out there speaking of where the fuck she been at what has she been doing what was her choice I know she's in the finale because there are some scenes from the trailer that we haven't seen yet and then could that also lead to 
could she then say look clem bring back dolores and i gotta go handle william because william wants to go not william men in black wants to go destroy the sublime so it could be that she wants to destroy the sublime (laughs) Uh, or he wants to destroy the sublime and she has to go handle her own creation her own problem um reach for your left hand it feels like you're reaching like you're looking for something that he's hidden away he says reach for your left hand it could be the gun as well uh that he hid away that's gonna help her take down the man in black everything it was like okay yeah he's just trying to leave this last message to hail because why would they not have a last conversation that makes a whole lot of sense however who's the she that that he's referencing because i just i don't want it to be i don't want mave to be dead i i have to tie it into that but i suppose it could mean uh any other she and then why would they do the switch they said the copy of that she's a copy of but we saw her saw him well no he copied her data did, well, do we really want to say that's a copy or did transferred is where i'm really kind of thinking in the piano uh we see someone holding a brain ball in the next on so someone's brain ball is going to be popping up i don't know who it is i think that that the person holding the brain ball is not the same i think that might be frankie oh my brain hurts i don't want to think about this anymore (laughs) i really just want the next episode uh but yeah both are dead man in black comes in and oh god every time he busts a monologue shut the fuck up you're a fucking cunt shut the fuck up you're a stupid cunt suck my dick he seems to think that he's just this one old man walking is the most powerful fucker on the planet he comes in like um if it isn't you i thought you would have destroyed the tower by now did for five seconds did you not think maybe he has another plan maybe that's not the plan you think that's the plan but maybe it's not the plan and the fact that the one of the most powerful people in the world is just standing here for you to murder ever so easily <laughs> Who could train who could probably get all these hosts in this place at least the drones he could change their coding to help them out that's why i'm wondering like did they take that other host for the same reason ah i feel like everything that was put in this episode was meant to be followed up in in the next episode so i just that's why i'm just like i i don't know and I know it felt like that's most of this podcast is me going, I don't know. And he tells him, oh yeah, I was chasing a man named Mark Arnold and he just didn't have what it took to survive. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a Arnold Bernard version. I'm the first house human hybrid, you child. You know nothing of what you speak, Jon Snow. Nothing. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. We see he ends up, uh handling his message (laughs) Uh, he ends up sending it before he shot twice in the chest 
then shot in the brain and it does feel like bernard died i think out of all the deaths in this episode and because they were so flippant with hale and Maeve's death it gave me a little bit more comfort that both were going to be back relatively soon because with bernard they showed him uh his last moments they saw that he saw that the city was going to be on fire he says he's seen the past we go back to him in a kichita discussing that and he he's made this choice that we don't quite see but we do see him following his child into a room full of light and this is my guess and the way it fragmented out is the show saying no this is what's different than any other dances we're showing you there seems to be an actual circuiting out done this is what he was supposed to do he's done it he will not be not be back i can see that a lot of people saying i can't see the show surviving without jeffrey wright i can see it surviving with jeffrey wright i loved bernard's character but i also feel like he is one of the puppet masters still stuck around uh in the in the guise of a host but also technically arnold because he's like i i chased arnold around for some deeper meaning but then whose fault was that that was yours it's always someone else's fault with the man in black then he gets on his man in black outfit goes out on a horse despite the world is not a fucking western because that's all he knows that's his base code that's his base humanity is to be an absolute prick so he blows up the tower he uh gets all of the people to turn host versus versus human that plays out on the street plays out on the street and uh despite Stubbs trying frankie is shot caleb grabs his daughter and is able to get away but i have a feeling they're going to be separated at this point since we know that Stubbs is in a different scene somewhere else because uh, he's also got a few scenes from the trailer that we have not seen yet uh i think that pretty much concludes because i'm guessing they're going to be trying to get the red hook she's going to be bleeding profusely these bodies may be breaking down i don't know i don't know how this goes i think that she might get her dad's brain ball and they might have to make him another body i think that he's totally gonna sacrifice himself for her blood transfusion something i don't know but yeah i do feel like kayla and that's another thing with people like well death doesn't really mean death in this show true i cannot debate that statement as being factual but i do think that this show has has enough build up that they've also kind of put it out there that hey death is not gonna be like you can die many times and you can be brought back and it's not as permanent as one would think now that could also mean that there's no stakes i totally understand that argument as well but i do think that people can come back in a version of themselves unless the show wants to make it clear that they're dead like with uh hector they made it clear hector was really dead because they showed us the ball in the hand the swishing of the ball same thing with with bernard they made a point of defining true death when it is true death so there is that that's all that the, i could ask them to do and it does seem like they're being consistent with that 
I didn't get a clear indication where Frankie was shot, but it didn't seem to be mortal. Uh, I really don't want to see her die. <laughs> she has a, a girlfriend. She could probably have a future in this world, no matter what happens in the next world. You know, she might find some gosh dang on peace, but she's also got the one thing that she wanted, which was her father. So i don't know i don't know a lot of people think that though um that caleb is not gonna make it out at all he's just gonna die and that could possibly be but i also think that if you're gonna do a final season of this show you need enough people that people are going to care about seeing that's where i'm kind of at as well if you're if you're intending on having another season if this was the end and you were like this is the end of the series that'd be a little bit different for me but with someone wanting and thinking and desiring to have another season well you're not gonna knock off uh like Hale could probably go right because dolores needs to at some point come back but, and then man in black could be the villain because that's that's exactly how it should be uh but it, it'll finally give us that team up that we really wanted which was Maeve and dolores working together um and uh yeah i i'm still waiting for this to to reconcile in a way that i will i will be a fan of but also but also it play into some of these larger themes that they have been putting out there for most of this season Oh, I forgot to shout out Stubbs who had a really good moment with Frankie where she's worried about reuniting with her father and he says it's don't think about the moment of reunion think about what's precious is all those moments afterwards or something to that effect I thought that was a really good poignant scene from Stubbs and I'm like when did you get so uh <laughs> when did you get some some knowledge like that but I guess he would know it's like yeah it's not about the moment you see him again it's about every moment after and that's how he feels about stubs or about bernard because that was you know that was like his daddy uh no they were really good friends not his daddy i was about to joke joke it does rather immediately smack in the face of of frankie being like uh yeah host can't feel anything flip of the switch kind of changed the tune rather quickly so i guess that long conversation with Maeve was pretty in depth to change her whole tune because <laughs> she was just last episode talking about how hosts are just things and yet you see all these hosts not only fighting for humans but seem to have a deep care and understanding as well about the humans that they are fighting with uh, or fighting alongside anyway so here's to Clem saving Maeve because that was her her friend and I think that Clem deserves a happy ending too <laughs> and she's still around uh, and here's to all of the questions being answered in the finale yeah, that's the perfect segue after me speaking for an hour and a half to jump into some feedback
Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for Westworld, the penultimate episode of season four. <sighs> um, you know, I I watched this last night, and uh, thankfully, uh, you're not doing a podcast till Tuesday. It is now Tuesday afternoon and because i needed a moment because my emotions were all over the place and i was frustrated aggravated and i wanted to remove myself from those emotions before i gave some feedback um in hopes that i would (laughs) be a little bit more level-headed as i discussed this episode um, and it's not so much that, I mean, it was just the ending. I mean, like the whole episode was, you know, I enjoyed the episode. Um, but it's just the ending part is really just, I needed a minute after that. I really did. Um, I took a page out of your book and, um, cause I saw the, the, um, the name of the episode and I didn't know what the hell that was. So I looked it up. Metonia which is a change in one's way of life, um, you know, resulting in um, pen- penitence. Uh, so someone showing regret and having um, for having done wrong, which we got to see with um, Christina. Um, so this was, um, I'm sure, not we didn't get to see at all with William. So... <laughs> Um, so we got the opposite side of the spectrum. I didn't know how I wanted to approach this feedback because, again, it's not like I didn't enjoy the episode because I did. Um, I, you know, I'm over a thousand maybe when it comes to what I think is going on. I mean, in a roundabout way, I mean, I wasn't correct in the fact that you know the the um, the the basement William, um, the human William was. Um, I wasn't right about that, but I was, you know, I mean, of course, it wasn't uh, rocket science to figure that out, that um, he would use his manipulations, um, psychological manipulation to get host William to where he needs to be, which makes sense. You know, I'm like, after I thought about it, I'm like, why would human William want to take the place of host William? Because, he, you know, his goal has always been immortality. Um, to achieve immortality in some form or fashion. So he would not want to remain in his human form because that's not where the immortality would uh, be at. So it's getting his whole self to the point where it can live on and continue his work. And so I'm guessing that's why when host William, you know, stabbed him and killed him, he was, he smiled you know because it's like yeah this is like he achieved his goal in some way um or or he believed so maybe i could be reading that all wrong but that was my take on it you could just you know just the things he was saying you know uh you they neutered you just you know just playing on his ego because he know he has an ego the size of uh texas or whatever and so that was, you know, just playing on all of that to get him to where he needs to be. And we got Hale that's trying to um, lure her babies, as you call them, into the transcendent. Um, still don't know exactly. I mean, is it a version of the sublime or is it, you know, the, is it the same as the sublime? Or is it 
her her interpretation of it because she doesn't have a key as it was mentioned and you mentioned before and it's been mentioned previously um which we see that bernard is the one with the key to get in there so anyone else crack up when um mave finally showed up and she's like i heard you were losing your mind i didn't think it was literally <laughs> or something along those lines i cracked up at that scene uh the fight scene was badass find out with um bernard and mave seeing that this is that mave is in the sublime already and that this is just a copy um that bernard is you know they start out the episode with him doing these different simulations to or uh they're showing us the different simulations that bernard went through to get to the decision he made on which one would be the most successful so we got to see one that wasn't successful where he told Maeve about everything before um, while they were still at the dam and then this time he led her on a little bit longer and you know I guess the simulation um, determined that she would more so go along if she was already at the tower had already made the decision and was already there I don't know I mean which you know it's always that's part of uh, the psychology of it Sometimes it's not what you know, is when you know it, which can determine the decisions you make. So if you know, have this knowledge at 25, you'll make certain decisions that you wouldn't make if you had that same knowledge at 20, you know, so you would make different decisions in life. So I guess um, he, that the simulation proved that he, she would go along with whatever is going was happening what they needed to do um, with the tower if he told her at that moment um which is still messed up you know it's like <laughs> but and i'm and you know Maeve is such a badass i mean i think she would have i like to think that she still i don't i mean we wouldn't i don't know we didn't see further along in the simulation but maybe they got killed before they even got to that point but i feel like she would have went along with it regardless because you know the one thing that he you know dangled to her was hope and that's all she's ever um ever lived for is the hope of seeing her daughter again and i like the parallels with you know like you had mentioned it before you know each they're both in their own way caleb and um, mave have this strong tie to their daughters and so it's um that's what keeps Caleb going and that's what kept Mev, Maeve, Maeve going came and speak English there was so much going on in this episode I might end up having to do a part two if I because I feel like there's so much in my head um but yes so that was interesting learning about the copy that they were copies of themselves that they were actually in the sublime I mean, were we to know that before now? Because I feel like I didn't know that. Like, how, when did that happen? <laughs> did he bring them in there prior to? Um, so has this been a copy? I'm, I'm kind of confused. So, yeah, if you can, like, enlighten me on that little tidbit, that would be lovely. So we see that Hale, I know I'm jumping all over the place, was said, claimed that she was using Caleb as bait to get the outliers, um, draw the outliers in, specifically his daughter. Um, but, 
yeah, I'm not, I'm like, but she was planning on transcending before they got there. So I'm, I mean, I'm just still kind of confused on what the end game is. I mean, I mean, other than them transcending, but it's like, what did she, like, what did she know and does and didn't know? Because it seems like, um, so much is happening that she's not aware of. So she's not, she called herself a god. Um, in the previous episode, but it's like she's not all-knowing. She doesn't seem to know certain things that's happening, which is, I find, strange. Um, especially if she's controlling the narrative, or is it... I mean, and that's the other thing that's confusing. It's like, you know, we see, the whole Christina thing. That's See, that's why I know I'm going to have to do a part two, because I haven't even touched on that, and it's, I'm almost at nine minutes. So that... I'm just not, I know that um, Hale wanted to create her, it's almost like, it's almost in a way like she created a monster. It's like the very thing, and I think you touched on this, um, Christina, in your um, previous podcast, maybe, um, but uh, but my thing is, you know, she thought, it's like, it's almost like she, it's, I mean, it's just like with anything, you 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 have it in your head that this is going to be a certain way that, you know, if you were in charge, you know, that old adage, if I was in charge, I would do this. If I was pulling the shots, it would happen this way. Just thinking that you'd be so different and so this or so that. And then when you actually are in charge, or you actually have, you know, the the, the reins that you, you are a complete loss. All right. I'm going to have to do a part two because I'm almost at 10 minutes. So part two is coming. Sorry, I have to pull a Mimi and do more than 10 minutes. <laughs> but you'll, you, I'm sure you'll forgive me because it's very rare that I'm doing that. So, um, but back to what I was saying, you know, it's, a, it's, you know, that old adage or how, you know, people think that, you know, you know, if they were in charge, if they were, you know, it would be different. It would turn out differently. And then come to find out um, that's not always the case. And you tend to make the same mistakes that your predecessor made because that's all you know. That's all you're accustomed to. So if that's your knowledge base, then why wouldn't you... Um, why wouldn't you continue that on? I mean, say again, I mean, another uh, point is with parenting. You know, when I grow up and become a parent, I'm going to raise my kids this way. I'm going to raise my kids that way. And sure enough, you'll, you may do some changes and you may not do it exactly the same way as your parents, but then you have those that do that, you know, repeat the pattern. And so it, even though they hated it when they were growing up, they find themselves repeating the same thing, saying the same thing, going about things the same way, because that's all they know. That's their knowledge base. So I will say that. Um, as for Christina, um, and Teddy, I mean, that's my thing about them. I mean, I was like, what is what is up with Teddy? Because I, I mean, I think I was saying before, like, is he like a failsafe, someone that he is supposed to, supposed to like, um, that she has as a contingency to let her know what's going on in case, like break when you know break in case of emergency type thing. But then I'm like. Why is he like spoon feeding her the information? Just let her know what's going on. I'm like, is, is it important for her to figure it out on her own and him to just gently guide her to her um, to her um, all the revelations that she's discovering? Or 
is giving her too much too soon. Maybe that's too traumatic and too much and she won't be able to handle it. I'm guessing. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's why he's not. He has to gently guide her through the, you know, the information or, you know, overload, sensory overload. I mean, I guess that would make sense. Um, but it's just like, come on, I need to know. But then I'm like, what is Teddy's role? I mean, they're obviously they're both not real. That was the other revelation that we found out um, in this episode is that she's not of this world. She's not part of the real world. And so that goes back to the Maya, like the Maya saw her. And I'm like, and then it makes you, <laughs> as always with this show, it makes you want to go back to the previous episodes to where there were signs to of what he's talking about. Because I'm like, I could have sworn, I mean, certain people did see her, but who were those people? Weren't they, they weren't humans. Were they humans? Like Maya, she was human and the boss was human. But I'm like, I'm, now that I think about it, it wasn't too many people she spoke to. And then if you go back to, or, or, you know, that she interacted with, um, like even at the, it just uh, is very fascinating. It just makes you want to go back and just rewatch things just to, you know, for it to click in your head, but I'm not going to have time to do that. So that was the the, the reveal for Teddy is that they're not of this world. Um, she's not really a part of it. She's just narrating it, but she's not part of it. And um, so, but it's it just you just it just gives you more questions than the answers. Like you're getting answers, but then with those answers, more questions are are coming from that. And so it's just really frustrating when you're watching the show sometimes because I'm just not I'm just not catching on quickly. And I know that you'd be having, there's like a thunderstorm going on, lovely times. Um, I know that you said that there is, um, you know, you have some podcasts that you listen to after you submit yours. Um, and I tried, uh, it's just, and maybe it was just that day or it, I don't know what the, that I was not in that, in that mood or, or frame of mind. But it just, they were, it wasn't engaging me, that podcast. I'm not going to say what the podcast is, but that one that you mentioned. Um, it's just, it was hard. Maybe I can go back and listen. It's just, you know, I just like certain people, it just grabs my attention in their podcast and some don't. Um, and so you have, you have such passion when you're talking about the show that, that's engaging to me. Um, and plus, even though I don't understand what the hell is going on, hearing it from another black woman's perspective is always nice. And just in hearing the intelligence of how you speak about the show and this and that, I mean, I'm envious of that because that's just not how I watch TV. Um, and so it's harder for me to catch things and to link it to, you know, earlier episodes and previous seasons so that's why i'm like so frustrated when i i see these reveals because it's like dang it because i'm trying to remember and think back to earlier episodes to where there were so many hints and clues and all that stuff and i don't know i'm drawing i'm drawing a blank so last but not least fucking william i can't not with this dude i just want to say that i mean i know i talked about him earlier but really really so he kills everybody well everybody i mean most importantly mave and bernard 
um and um of course hell but whatever uh they're not really dead i mean come on now it's always <laughs> but still um bernard gives his message um uploads this message to somebody i don't know who uh william causes chaos survival of the fittest so that's the new game you know you know killed or be killed all that stuff then we got frankie and caleb reunion i even mentioned that yet frankie and caleb's reunion um that was sweet and then yes him her i'm sure record recognizing that her that's not her dad dad that's that's her host dad that obviously her real dad is probably gone so just the emotional turmoil turmoil of you know coming to that realization that your dad is gone that version of your dad is gone that this is a host and so and of course her feelings about hosts and what does that all mean back to what you were saying earlier when she was talking about her and Maeve her attitude about how they don't have feelings and stuff like that and so obviously that's going to come to a head in this with her dealings with her dad and then of course and it sounds like she's coming around looks like she's coming around anyway we got Stubbs and that whole thing they escape uh, the little all the mayhem Frankie gets shot. What does that mean? It's just so much. And we only got one episode left. And it's so much to resolve. I, like I said, maybe you will get shed some light on a lot of the stuff that I wasn't understanding. So I could go into this finale with better knowledge as to what has happened so far. Um, but yeah, very exciting. I'm sorry this is long, but to be fair, um, I'm usually stick to my 10 minutes or less time frame. So, and this one is just one of those episodes that I really needed to get all my thoughts out and really needed to express it. And I knew it it was just not going to happen in 10 minutes. I just knew it. Um, but that's all I have. I'm sure I'm missing some stuff because I, I feel like I'm getting scatterbrained again. So I'll be, I look forward to hearing what you got to say. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, with your thoughts on the episode. You don't have to apologize for a two-parter, seriously. No one's sending feedback. It's all right. It really, it really is okay. <laughs> and it's okay, okay not to send feedback too. I mean, I've listened to nine podcasts uh, last week. Ask me how many I've sent feedback and I, I some of them I listen to passively all the time and I never send feedback. So I don't take that personally whatsoever. Uh, it's always more fun to engage, but I also totally understand the idea of just listening <laughs> um, to, to something and not feeling the need to actually add to that conversation or you, you contextualize and you speak about it with someone else. Uh, so it's 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 really okay. Please stop apologizing. <laughs> she she even apologized in the in our our group chat. And I was like, why are you saying sorry? Mimi never apologizes, <laughs> and she knows she was like, uh, I don't have to. Or she'll try to be like, it's uh this is two two episodes anyway, so that's why it's twenty minutes. And I'm I've been stopped been stopped trying to care about the minutes. That was just something I put out there. Doesn't mean I want a 20 minute feedback every episode. So don't you start. <laughs> However, 
I'm not going to, I'm not really going to say anything, even if you do. <laughs> Most times it doesn't even, it's only, like, I think I've mentioned this same thing. It's only when I'm just done uh, actually uh, tweaking and doing editing as I'm listening to your feedback where I'm like, well, shit, I'm done editing. How fucking long is this? That's the only time you'll ever be like, you ever hear me. And you probably won't even hear me because I'll say it to myself and not... <laughs> even say it in the podcast with all that out of the way um we did see a flash uh, there's there's not there's some things you asked that i already spoke about in the podcast i recorded this yesterday i'm um, doing the feedback today so uh as far as where we are in the sublime and why there was a copy of Maeve. That was a flashback to Bernard being in the Sublime when he was with Akichita. And that's why they kept showing it back to that moment of he was running simulations. This is just one of the simulations he had, which is this conversation with Maeve. And it does seem to be an important crux point for him since this is something that he has has done over and over again to see how she would respond. Uh, as far as the kid comparison, I really like that because it's very true. You know, you always think that you're going to outgrow and most people do try and make a great effort to, I know I I've outgrown a lot of my mother's flaws, but that's not to say I weren't inclined to those flaws or that I didn't find myself at any point repeating uh, certain mistakes or thought going down certain rabbit holes uh, that 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 in itself is very much how it does happen to a lot of people they become more like their parents and they realize and you're completely right that's that's what I've been saying about Dolores before she turned into hell is that she's simply reenacting the same thing that happened to her and she thinks that she's being you know she tries to put all these disclaimers out there about the differences but quite frankly they're not that different and even in this episode she completely uh does away with those illusions of betterment and just decides fuck it this is what i want uh what is her end game? I think that she is delusional in her end game as far as what she knows and what she doesn't know. I that is curious. And I don't think I'll be able to answer that question until next episode cuz even I don't know how complicit she is with how much information. But I also am not so harsh on that idea that her own hubris would get would catch up to her cuz that makes sense. Uh and lastly, as far as the Christina situation with Teddy, yes, I do think that he is finessing her because even in this soft way of, hey, this is your life, this is what's happened, um, she was suicidal. So if my prediction is correct, and this is either one, a brain ball of Musashi that was uploaded to the Sublime, or Hale herself. And this is in the future after she was uploaded to the sublime uh ultimately i do think they are in the sublime that would make the most sense to me that that whole story arc is happening there 
and that the purpose of her remembering all of this is to very easily bring her back into the fold uh and then we're gonna leave the cliffhanger off on season five as something to be done with the how can we salvage that last bit of humanity um but to include that it, it might mean someone needing to be left behind that someone could be Maeve uh is Maeve um that's my that's my supposition at this moment but some of those questions i just don't have the answer to either but that's that's why i think that he has to ease her because he wasn't eased and he shot himself in the head granted some other things went down but i'm sure that did not add to that didn't help i am very anxious to hear your thoughts on the finale and how the finale is going to go down we were waiting for mimi we were holding on but real life just keeps catching up with her and thus we're gonna have to catch all of her thoughts on the finale because your girl tired and she ready to go to bed so if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>